Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, December 5th. Show respect for convention, but remember that conventions are often started by unconventional people. Why do people stand when their national anthems are being played? It probably began with one deeply moved individual. Nobody wanted to show disrespect, so everyone followed his example. Why do people stand for the Hallelujah, hallelujah Chorus? in Handel's Messiah, because King George of England did so first, and everyone had to do likewise. Most conventions have no intrinsic meaning. Usually, though, it would be making only a foolish statement to rebel against them. They are the lubricant which keeps the machinery of society functioning smoothly. Follow convention, then, to be sociable, but respect it only if reason tells you it serves some good purpose. Ignore conventions that demean any particular social group. Swamiji has a wonderful way of of just dismantling a situation and taking it all the way back to the beginning. He's not, as he cautions against, rebellious for its own sake. He's not against the customs of society, again, just to show his independence. But at the same time, he's not, uh, he's not cowed by the fact that everybody thinks it's a good idea. At, uh, when he, even when he was a child, he said, he always got along well with, well with adults because he was never intimidated because they were grown-ups. <laughs> he tended to just see everybody as a person. And when he was a child, he would deal with grown-ups essentially the same way he would deal with children. He wasn't impressed by the fact that they were bigger. They were just other people with certain qualifications, and he would, he would relate to them on that basis. Um, as his reputation and as the respect grew around him over the years, the almost 50 years that I knew him, he never behaved differently toward anyone, merely because he had a reputation or a following or a great number of books or anything like that. He always just took things as they were. Just just he would he would take the reality of a situation and he would relate to that reality. Now, as I said, he was not rebellious and he wasn't immature merely because it was a social custom. He didn't feel that therefore he had to dishonor it. If it was harmless um, and it just helped everyone feel at ease, then the value of helping everyone feel at ease was a greater value than showing his independence. He used his insightful intelligence um, in the ways that really mattered. He didn't waste it on trivia, is the way I would say it. I love the way he makes the distinction. You might want to follow a convention merely because it's done, but you don't respect it unless you really see it has deep meaning. That's a very fine shade of meaning there, 
which is how we can we can keep our integrity. It simply doesn't matter, you know. However, he uses that phrase, but don't follow it if it demeans any social group. If this so-called convention is actually inherently disrespectful or has a nefarious motive, then one should consider carefully whether one wants to go along with that. Now, I know in our present society we're in a cycle of time where everything is falling into question and just sheer rebellion against whatever exists and accusations are flying left and right and motives are being suspected and a lot of what's a lot of the veneers that are being stripped away it's high time those veneers were stripped away it's high time <clears throat> a little more con- clear con- consciousness was brought into some of the conventions of our society but of course every movement goes too far swamiji put it in a very good way when <clears throat> this was a number of years ago i believe when the usa was involved in some international altercation and it it was a controversial action i don't even remember you know I've lived in the USA my whole life. It's my citizenship. English is my only language. So every country has its foibles. And this is exactly what I'm going to address. You know, every country has its good and bad qualities. Every country is capable of making mistakes. It has, in a democracy or in any society, over time the leadership changes. And when leadership changes, competency may shift, point of view may shift. So you have a an overall karma that is the karma of the country. And then within that karma, you necessarily have uh, valleys and troughs, valleys and and mountains. You have highs and lows that go up and down. So in this particular controversial thing, in the way of people, once we're sort of criticizing something our country has done, people get excited and they they prefer extremism to intellectual integrity. You know, it's very difficult to have intellectual integrity. It's easier to just have emotion. I remember when I was a child, not a child, I was my first year and only year at college when I was 18, and I got swept up into a demonstrations against what was then the Vietnam War. And I, I probably still would have demonstrated if I had been well informed I was not at all well informed. And I remember talking to my father, and he did not necessarily object to what I was doing, but he knew that I was not at all well informed and that I, I, I lacked intellectual integrity in my actions because I just hadn't been willing to put out the energy to really think it through. I had just allowed myself to be swept along with the wave. He was more concerned that I'd been swept along with the wave than the wave that I'd followed because he thought it was a bad habit. And I completely agree with him, and over time I've tried to change. So coming back, when this particular controversy was raging, because it was a self-evident fact that America, USA, like all countries, had things to be proud of and things to be ashamed of. So therefore, because darkness existed, then therefore America was declared dark by its own citizens who are protesting. The USA is terrible. 
Well, the USA wasn't terrible. The USA is a good country. I mean, most countries are a mix. Some are worse. Some are more draconian in the way they treat their citizens. So the, way, the phrase Swami used is, merely because darkness is, presence, is present everywhere, meaning that, that no, no country is completely innocent of wrongdoing, merely because darkness is present everywhere does not mean that darkness is present in the same proportion everywhere. I mean, that's a very important point to follow. Merely because you can say this part is wrong doesn't mean that the entire thing is wrong because then all you're doing is just reacting. All you're doing is reacting and you're furious at them and they're furious at you and just, there's just no hope. Life is nuanced. And that's what we have to work with. So this is where he's, Swami's comment about convention, it's, it's extremely nuanced. You know, there's value in just having agreements on, on things that are not in themselves worth arguing over unless you have some very special reason for doing so. But then there are other things that are truly bad. And at the present time, you know, this is a, the year I'm working in is 2020. At the present time, some very serious, dark aspects of the USA are being revealed. And we should clean house. There's no question that we should clean house. But we don't want to rip our society to shreds in the effort to clean house. You know, if your curtains have a stain on them, you want to get the stain out. You don't want to cut them up with scissors and just turn them into rags because then you have nothing. You have no stain anymore, but you, you don't have anything. So it's a very nuanced point, even to the point where Swami says, if it's, if it's harmless, you go along with it, just because harmony is also worth something. Respecting the sentiments of other people, it's, that, that, that's a valid thing to do. You know, in our families, with our elders, they may have things that are important to them. It's a small thing, but Swami Kriyananda was of a different generation. He was 22 years older than me. I believe 22, something over 20. He was a little old-fashioned in certain respects. I mean, here's a very simple example. He never really got comfortable with the fact that it was appropriate for women to wear trousers. That trousers, not that women shouldn't, it's not like he had an opinion, but he thought, you know, on formal occasions or when you're standing in front of people, it just he just, he just thought that the convention was that that's not how women dressed. Also, he had this thought in his mind that, that denim <laughs> was for work clothes. And he, he never could see that you could wear denim, jeans, in all kinds of situations because society had just gone in a new direction. And so the convention around what Swami used to call dungarees <laughs> had completely shifted. I mean, it's a totally trivial, like, who cares? He didn't really care whether women were wearing trousers or not. It wasn't like there was a moral value. He just, he held to a certain convention that we didn't hold to. But out of respect for him, most of us, and certainly me, I tended to prefer to wear a, a skirt or a dress when I was with him. And I never wore denim. I never wore jeans when I was with him because I know that his convention was 
that somehow I wasn't quite appropriately, I wasn't quite, I just wasn't quite appropriately dressed. Because there was nothing in it. What difference did it make? You know, I didn't, and, and in truth, I didn't really respect the idea that I couldn't wear jeans or that I had to wear a dress, but it didn't matter. Out of, out of love for him, out of respect for him, I didn't do it. So we have grandparents a lot of times. Generations are where these conventions change. We may have grandparents or parents who, who follow different conventions that we do. And harmony is worth something. Is it worth, is it worth the tension it will create in the relationship or in society as a whole, do I really want to? Do I really want to attract myself that that kind of negativity on this principle? Now, throughout this book, Swami is telling us, you know, attract that kind of negativity. He even uses the phrase "be burned at the stake" if necessary. But just choose your battles. Choose your battles because if we're fighting all the time, for one thing, it demagnetizes us when there really is something to stand up for. If we're, if we're fighting every tiny thing, we dissipate our energy, and, and to a very large extent, we d- decrease our, well, I'll use the word first credibility, but we actually decrease our magnetism because we're just, we're, we're putting the same amount of, of ammunition behind whether genes are appropriate or not as to whether or not police brutality and racism is allowed. And we, we, need to, we need to think about how I really want to spend my energy. Not, could it be better? Sure. But I need to choose what I'm willing, what I want to use my integrity capital standing up for. You know, and this is, you know, this is the gradual process of maturity and is a very helpful practice. And this is what Swami's talking about here. Show respect for convention But remember that conventions are often started by unconventional people. Why do people stand when their national anthems are being played? It probably began with one deeply moved individual. Nobody wanted to show disrespect, so everyone followed his example. Why do people stand for the Hallelujah Chorus in Handel's Messiah? Because King George of England did so first, and everyone had to do likewise. Because if the king was standing, no one else could be seated. That's the point. Once King George stood up, everybody had to stand up because it was the convention of the time. Most conventions have no intrinsic meaning. Usually, it would be making only a foolish statement to rebel against them. They are the lubricant which keeps the machinery of society functioning smoothly. Follow convention, then, to be sociable. But respect it only if reason tells you it serves some good purpose. Ignore conventions that demean any particular social group. God bless you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners, so if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation, or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.